unveiling the secrets A-list copywriters use to make themselves and their clients millions. This is the Copywriters Podcast with your host, the world's greatest copywriting coach, David Garfinkel. All right, copywriters, welcome back to the Copywriters Podcast with your host, the world's greatest copywriting coach, David Garfinkel. David, how are you doing today? Nathan, I'm great. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. I'm super stoked to be back on the air with you, recording another episode of the Copywriters Podcast for all the copywriters out there. And uh, I just got to say, the this show just keeps getting more and more popular. I keep hearing more and more copywriters that come to me and say, man, I love the Copywriters Podcast. Well, I think that's because, you know, we've really taken the concept of edutainment to a new level. Uh, well, we do our best to keep it entertaining, uh, and which is the attainment part. And I, I really want people to get something out of it. And I want them to enjoy themselves while they're doing it. And apparently they are. So that's good, right? Nice. So here's a problem that I run into sometimes when I'm doing these episodes. Sometimes I wait to the last minute to put them all together. <laughs> and it's, it's like uh, I, I, up until midnight the night before, I'm getting all the show notes and everything prepped. And uh, mm, this, is, this is maybe not something that only exclusively affects me in podcast production. It's something that I also deal with when it, when it comes to writing my copy sometimes. Is, is this something that a lot of copywriters deal with? Is, I, I was just talking to Ben and he's been settled the other day and he said he likes to have everything written out a week, two weeks in advance. I'm always feeling like I'm waiting to the last minute. Where do most copywriters fall? You know, everyone's different. I mean, what, what I learned maybe recently is that when I decide to do something and I pitch it to somebody and they say yes and then I make a commitment like I'll give you an example I'm uh, I'm going to get two uses out of a future podcast um which is on writing for the lizard brain in fact it's our next podcast and I offered it to Joe Schrefer as a I'll do a different version obviously um for Agora Financial for their Tuesday copy call so instead of going Good boy, David, and patting myself on the head. Well, I did do a little bit of that. But then, <laughs> then um, I immediately go to work on it. So I, what I do, I, I can't do things in a like, steady, methodical way. That's too boring for me. I, I've somehow flipped the process. So I, I put all of that last-minute urgency into motion immediately. As soon as I got the idea, even though it's going to be two weeks or well at, at least one week before we do it and then I, I just keep working at it and i i work on paper a lot so i'll just keep a pad open i'll keep writing on it because you know a lot of the planning is is a creative process where you have to come up with ideas and if you have to come up with in the last minute there's a huge adrenaline rush but sometimes you're kind of worn out the next day you know Mm -hmm. So I love what you're saying. And the reason why I brought it up is because you told me that this, this week's episode was going to be about crunch time. And that's what immediately came to my mind, first of all. And the, I don't like that feeling. So what I've done is I've kind of done what you, what you just said uh, when it comes to coming up with podcast episodes, when it comes to mixing down the podcast episodes, 
I've I've figured out ways to make it to where the the uh, the amount of work has to be done is kind of broken up, and I I do a little bit now and a little bit later, and then uh, it makes it it makes life a lot easier. But uh, what what are we going to be talking about today as far as crunch time goes? Well, you know, first I'd like to go all Ari Melber on you and say, you know what they say about breaking up your work, right? Hmm. Breaking up is so very hard to do. <laughs> all right. Um, God, I can't believe I did that. Okay, so um, let's, let's get started. Imagine you like to ride a bike, and maybe you already do. So you ride every day on mostly flat roads and paths and occasionally on a mild hill and the sun is shining and the wind is wafting against you and very gently, of course. And then one day you decide to get in a race and you don't learn too much about the race ahead of time. You just get in and on on an impulse. And on the day of the race, it's raining. There's oil slicks on the road. The competitors are going much faster than you are used to. Then gusts of wind kick up and to top it all there are hairpin turns on top of steep hills well guess what you're in crunch time that's crunch time it's that special moment when all hell breaks loose and you have to follow through with whatever you started and how do you deal with that right so today we'll talk about what crunch time is and how you prepare for it how you um well, why you need to prepare for it, how you prepare for it, and then what you do when crunch time actually happens. Now, hear this. Copy is powerful. You're responsible for how you use what you hear on this podcast. And most of the time, common sense is all you need. But if you make extreme claims and or if you're writing copy in the highly regulated industries like health and finance and business opportunity, you may want to get a legal review after you write and before you start using your copy. My larger clients do this all the time. So crunch time, Nathan. You're talking, you were talking before to me about deadline time because you got one thing to do and you put it off to the last minute, right? This is different. This is where all of a sudden things kick up into a higher gear. You weren't ready and it's kind of not optional. And crunch time happens to everyone. It happens at various points in your career. It certainly happens when you've been a beginner and all of a sudden you get your first non-beginner project as the copywriter. But, you know, I've been a copywriter and a coach and a speaker and a seminar presenter, um, teacher for uh, 30, 35 years. And, uh, and yet an old client came to me earlier this year and, and said, we need a weekend training for, for our marketing people. And they don't know anything about direct response. And I want them to know what you talk about. And there was one of those weird situations where everything was happening at once and there wasn't a lot of communication. They wanted it that weekend. I said, no way. But, um, even with three weekends, I was working on it day and night. And when I got there to LA, I was still working on it the night before. And after the first day, I was still working on it. And it's not because I was a poor planner or procrastinator. It's like crunch time is when 
suddenly there's too much to do and not enough time to do it. Mm. That that happened to you? That ever happened to you? That happening to you now? <laughs> that happens to me like on a weekly basis. <laughs> okay. Okay. Because you take on a lot and I will say, and believe me, there's a compliment. You have very high standards. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, high standards take longer to meet, don't they? They do. And I guess running, I run two different businesses. I run Podcast Blast Stop and then I run Copy and Funnels. And I have a small select group of clients for each business, but I really want to deliver the top notch that I can for each, for each business. I want to make sure that whoever's paying me money is getting well above what they're paying for. And then I'm always having ideas of now I want to build this onto Podcast Blast Off or now I want to offer this course for Copy and Funnels. And so um, I, I feel like as soon as I get that breathing room, my brain is like, okay, how can we go back into crunch time again? So maybe I do it to myself. Well, there is a certain creative stimulation to that. You know, I've been looking at um, the history of, of music from the 60s because that was a very different time, not just the music, but the whole scene. And there was so much emotion. I mean, one of my favorite stories is the birds re recording the song Turn, 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 which was an old Pete Seeger song. And, you know, uh, they did 78 takes. And at one point, David Crosby, who was part of the birds at the time, according to legend, started to throw a hissy fit and, and just wouldn't do his part. He was tired of the repetition. His manager wrestled him to the ground, sat on his chest and said, you're not leaving this studio until you get it right. And David Crosby sang like a bird. Beautiful. <laughs> and, you know, it's, I mean, it, 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 it's that kind of drama and pressure that sometimes brings out the best in people who, who was, oh, our, our friend Kim was posting on the copywriters uh, forum that she had a, a horrible toothache and she was just writing copy like crazy. And I mentioned sort of tongue in cheek, sometimes pain brings out the best in a writer. And other people said, yeah, actually, that's true. So this is not an endorsement of getting yourself in painful, difficult situations. It's an acknowledgement that, that happens. And what do you do about it? Do you have a problem with Kindle books? I do. Sometimes I really just want to hold a book in my hand so I can turn the pages and highlight stuff and make notes. That's one reason I recently released the print version of my book, Breakthrough Copywriting. And listen to this. On Facebook, I've gotten pictures posted from around the world. Pictures of people holding their printed copy of Breakthrough Copywriting in their hands including one from an A-list screenwriter and marketer in L.A.'s famous Topanga Canyon. He was reading the book in his hot tub. Breakthrough Copywriting is a great book for you, whether you are a beginner or an A-lister yourself or anywhere in between. It costs a tiny, tiny fraction of my $5,000 a head seminar that the book is based on. So check out Breakthrough Copywriting on Amazon.com. Now, back to the show. A lot of people I know try to avoid crunch time. They try to avoid the angst or the um, uncomfortable, like you just said, sometimes it's pain. Sometimes it's somebody pinning you down and saying, you have to do this. A lot of people go through their whole lives avoiding that. You're, what are your thoughts on avoiding this whole situation of crunch time? 
I I think you should try to avoid it un- unless it's what you know uh, unless it's what uh, uh, drives you and thrills you. But uh, even if you try to avoid it, there are certain quantum leaps that occur in your career, in your life, in your business that you can't avoid. And the quantum leaps don't happen on a smooth upward path. They happen whoop like this, you know. And and so you can hope and pray that it's never going to come before you're ready for it, but it will come sooner or later. It will come if you keep working at something. It's just somehow the nature of the world. And oftentimes what happens on the other side is worth the turmoil that you went through leading up to it. It's always worth it. Sometimes it doesn't seem like it for a while. Sometimes it's instant. But yeah, it's, it's just the nature of growth. Uh, growth occurs in spurts. Um, if, you know, if, if you look at the book Mastery by George Leonard, you see all these plateaus and sometimes even creeping backwards and then whoop. And that's, you know, that's, that's just how it happens. I don't know why it is, but, y- you know, if you want this, you know, very smoothly regulated thing, you might as well write fiction because, and and even your writing experience is not going to be like that, but you can pretend that the world like that exists. It doesn't. Sorry. Okay. So if you're an entrepreneur, if you're a copywriter, if you're doing client work out there, you're going to deal with crunch time. What are, let's kind of get into some of the ways that we can help people deal with this. Okay. So, First thing you need to do really is drill in the basics. And, you know, when I say drill in the basics, a lot of copywriters might think that means hand copying old letters over and over again. That's a good idea. That's not what I'm referring to now. I'm saying, let's say the basics in your business are writing emails and, um, uh, checking statistics and talking to affiliates, getting affiliates on board. Okay. So drilling in the basics means doing it every day, getting good at it, noticing what you don't do well. If you're not going to get a coach or join a mastermind group or have a mentor, mentor yourself, figure out what you need to work on to shore up your weaknesses. If you procrastinate a lot every time you write, start looking for ways, developing methods, systems, routines, so you don't have to do that. Um, Get help, read books, watch seminars, watch YouTube videos, study what other people do. In other words, drill in these spaces, get good at the core activities, your work, become very dependable on doing the simple things. You can even develop routines and systems depending on how left brain and engineering you are. You could have checklists or process maps. That might not work for you. It might be more intuitive for you. You might hate it to do, but learn how to do it. Learn how to sit down and just do it. And if it, if it helps to have steps in a process, great. Um, and then this is, this is uncomfortable and counterintuitive. Practice doing these tasks faster, just as an exercise. Actually set a timer. I mean, make it a game. You know, if you need to slow down and redo it, you know, for yourself or for a client, then redo that. But 
notice where you get slowed down or blocked when you try and do stuff. Isolate those particular stuck points. Is, is this too abstract? Does this make sense? It, it makes perfect sense because this is what I'm kind of going through. And maybe it's just anecdotal, but this is what I'm kind of going through with my podcast production. Now that I have three different clients, mm-hmm. I'm having to say, okay, this is the day that I do mix downs. This is the day that I do show notes. This is the day that I take the mix downs and I turn them into the final episodes. It's one of those things where at first everything's kind of easy going and then you start getting hit with kind of the rapids and you have to figure out, okay, where, what kind of paddle do I use? What, where, what side of the boat do I uh, put the paddle on? And you have to figure that stuff out as you go. And uh, as it's starting to fall into place, the hecticness of it is, is starting to subside a little bit. But uh, without, it, without it happening, um, there's no way to take your business or your, your skill level to that next level. Yeah, you, you got it. Uh, you put it really well too. I, I, I love the the rapids and the easygoing rowboat. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> yeah, things are happening fast. There, there's one other thing that you didn't mention. I don't think this is a problem with you. You seem to either have enough will or self discipline to deal with it. But you know, if if you were a different person, it might also be okay. Then there's the day I do the mix downs that I don't feel like doing the mix downs, but this is the day I do the mix down. So I'm going to do them anyway. Mm -hmm. Well, thankfully, both with writing copy and doing marketing and doing the podcasts, uh, these are all things I love doing. So I rarely have a day where I don't feel like doing them, but not everybody's in that position. Right, right, exactly. So for for where you are now, you, you really want to learn how to do it when you don't feel like it. I mean, that's part of being a professional. Now, if it's a creative thing or an expressive thing and you do it on a day you don't feel like it, might not come across as authentic or sparkling. But if it's a question of doing it less than optimally, less than perfect or not doing it all, sometimes it's better to do it and then you know wait for the next time when you do feel better. Okay, then crunch time comes. It, it came uh, to someone I've been mentoring this week. All of a sudden, you know, after trying to get a lot of clients, she got a client that, let's see, in the first two weeks, this client wants 20 emails. And she's, not, she's good, but she's not used to moving that fast. So, so how do you deal with that? And we, we've all been there. You know, I, I, when I was preparing this, Nathan, I was thinking about, you know, the old days, you know, the days of like Armin Morin's big seminar, like 10 years ago. And I remember Michael Fortin, good friend of mine. And he was, many people considered him the best copywriter on the internet. Uh, he wrote what many people consider, and this is, you know, up for debate, but the first million dollar in one day sales letter for John Reese, uh, Michael Fortin. So Michael was successful. So you, you figure, okay, we go to Orlando, we go to Hawaii, and the successful Michael is going to be out by the pool, feet up in his swimsuit, tanning his light Canadian legs, drinking um, <laughs> a drink with an umbrella in it. No, you'd never see Michael because he was usually working on three sales letters at one time. That's the secret is once you get good, you start doing more faster and sometimes you you, you get in a situation like in our last week, we were talking about Joshua 
Now, Joshua has worked his way out of that situation, but he is working 80, 100 hours a week. Sometimes you do have 80-hour weeks. You might get to a four-hour work week or a 10-minute workday someday, but you got to pay your dues. And you got to know how to get through that period. So uh, here are some tips. Uh, what do you do when crunch time comes, whether you're ready or not? Number one is you clear the decks. You, can, you physically want to clear up your workspace, even if, you know, you know, it looks like archaeology with different layers of sediment like mine does. You need to have a clean workspace, somewhat organized, at least for crunch time. Um, and if you have other important, urgent priorities, just remember, during crunch time, getting the job done well and on time has to be job one. It's, it's less than perfect. It's not always pretty, but it's got to get done. Okay. The other thing is eat light. Uh, try not to eat too many carbs, too much sugar, drink enough water, uh, coffee as you needed, if that's what you do. Uh, this is not being a holistic person with a balanced life. This is becoming, at least for a while, a high-performance machine and getting the job done. So you want to feed and hydrate yourself to be a high-performance machine. And then go, 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 do it. Uh, if you need to take a break, take a break, then get back to it. And try not to go without sleep entirely, I would say. Yeah, when when you get on the go, 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 um, a lot of times, and I find this myself, a lot of times I, I think I, I, I get to the end of the day and I'm writing a brilliant sales letter and then I get some sleep and I look at it with refreshed with a refreshed mind and I'm like, oh man, I need to edit out a lot of that. So you might be thinking you're getting a lot of product productivity by skipping out on the sleep, but then when you go back and look at it with a refreshed mind, you're going to realize you, you probably wasted a lot of time that if you would have just taken the time to get some sleep, you wouldn't have had to go back and redo all the work that you did. Yeah. And, you know, to, to be fair, if you get a crappy draft down, it doesn't matter because as long as you can get some perspective, get a little time and, and polish it up. And I don't mean polish up a turd. I mean, actually redo it so that it's, so that it's good. Sometimes just getting it out in the first place, it, it, you know, quickly rather than perfectly is, is, is a real advantage. So the, the thing is, if, if you prepare for this the best you can, and if you manage the situation, as I described, the best you can, you'll be surprised what you can do. Because ultimately, everyone has to rise to the occasion and, you know, go for more than they thought they were ready for. And so, you know, these have been some tips that you can use to at least, you know, minimize the chance of total disaster and maximize the chance of success nice and kind of navigate through those rapids. So what, uh, what happens when people get burnt out, when people have the crunch time and things start piling up and, uh, they, they finally get done and they just feel exhausted and burnt out. What do you, what do you recommend at that point? Well, at, at that point, you really need to give yourself some time, not forever where you can sleep in. Certainly, you know, there's one thing I could say, Make sure you have water because a lot of the other things people use from coffee to cocaine and everything in between, they tend to dehydrate you. And so get a little sleep 
Um, take care of yourself. Try and rebalance. You know, start eating vegetables again. I don't know. I mean, you you can you can have a recharge time, but you need to get back up on the horse and ride pretty soon. You don't you don't want to you know sit there pitying yourself and and uh, you know over over nurturing and healing yourself to the point where you become an inert glowing being that doesn't actually exist on on this level of planet earth and i think uh, I, I don't think a lot of us have to worry about that i think a lot of me you the people that listen to this podcast we probably are involved in this whole niche because we, we have the opposite problem we just go 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 and we can't wait till the next thing so that's a good point you know i, I want to say i have Force myself, although I'm always trying to find tricky ways around it, to take one day a week off and do no work. Mm-hmm. One day, just one day, and I'll work the other six days. And I, I don't, you know, I, I know some people who, you know, start at six or seven or eight, and they'll just go till six, and they they will say, okay, how much can I get done in this hour? How much can? I? And they take no breaks, and they have no fun, and that's their life, and. One of them had a stroke. Yeah, I mean, so you got to pick things. But when I, you know, and maybe you're the same way, Nathan, when I really get into something, a project, I can focus for hours. I literally have to look at the clock. I forget that at the top of my Mac screen, there's a little clock. I I literally have to go find my phone or, 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 or look at my clock, you know, my Bose radio to see what time it is. I don't know. And when I find out, I'm really surprised. It's much later than I thought. So, you know, when you're doing something you really enjoy, you can get into, you can drop into that state of, of flow and engagement and, and you'll lose track. But it's intense. You may find after you're done with five hours of who knows where the time went working on something, you're not going to be able to do anything for a little while. So if it's not crunch time, if it's just intense work, give yourself some time to refresh and, and reboot, restart a little bit, you know? Um, we may be high-performance machines, but we, we need downtime, too. Yeah, we got to recharge that battery so that we can go just as strong the next time. David, thank you so much. This episode was not brought to you by Coffee and, and uh, Cocaine. Not sponsors of the show. <laughs> no. No. What do we have coming up next time? Well, speaking of cocaine, um, <laughs> next next time we're going to talk about writing for the lizard brain. Oh, okay. I can't wait to hear that one. All right. David, thank you so much. Copywriters out there, thank you for tuning in. Make sure that you check out the Copywriters Podcast for more, and we'll catch you next time. Catch you next time. Before we go, a quick question. Would you like to have me as a guest on your podcast? Let me give you an easy way to contact me about that. We've put up a form on garfinkelmedia.com, and it won't take much more than a minute to fill it out. So if you'd like to have me on your show, just go to garfinkelmedia.com and fill out the form. That's garfinkelmedia.com. Thanks, and see you next time on the Copywriters Podcast.